Finally, it's Nobody Dances Here, the radio show based on the blog at www.nobodydanceshere.com. And today I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, Neha. Hello. Neha. Hello. Neha. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. All right. For people that don't know, I am Neha. That is your main guy out there, Quentin. Yeah, I said all that. You didn't tell me your name. My name? Else oh, name. I'm sorry, you guys. Quentin. My name is Quentin. All right, so we're going to jumpstart this party. You guys ready? Nobody is. Oh, my gosh. No that one's ready was yet? really upsetting. Are you guys ready? Well, what the hell? <laughs> what am I paying you for? Gosh, this doesn't happen on Oprah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, oh. so uh, let's go ahead and jumpstart this party. Let's do it. So you've been trapped in the fashion studio, right? So far, yes. Right? Yes. What what are you making? Um, well, I'm sort of doing a little um, mini projects based on um, old designers and recreating their garments and interpreting them in my fashion and design sense. Awesome. Yeah. I have been writing, 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 what writing, are you writing, writing. Press releases, blog posts, articles for the newspaper. Which newspaper? Um, well, Ethne's Magazine for one. Okay. And then I'm also doing like press releasey type stuff for Time Out Chicago. Nice. So that's been really hectic. My head hurts. I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I totally feel your pain because I wish I could take like entire 24 days off as well. But it's life. You got to party for 10 hours and work for 10 hours. So we're here. Oh. Okay, Neha. I'm trying to like prep you up, saying like, I know, I feel bad, but yay! Yeah. I'm still rocking it. But uh, some interesting <laughs> things have arisen. So uh, for those of you who are familiar with the Magnificent Mile, we have one of the, I think we have the largest American Girl doll. Um, we do. It's um, it's three floors. It's huge. We have. Two Tons and tons and tons of dolls and their little stories going on. All right. They also uh, just released a new American doll. Her name is Gwen Thompson, and she's homeless. <laughs> what? She's homeless. <laughs> they came out with an American Girl doll that's homeless. Let me tell you her story. It's really cute. What is it? So her dad took off on the family. Okay. Debbie dad. That's so cute. And the mom fell on hard times, so now she sleeps in a car. Uh, the doll is ninety-five dollars without accessories. Uh, I so I so you're expecting kids to pay ninety-five dollars for a homeless Barbie doll? Well, if they're gonna pay ninety-five dollars for a slave doll. They might as well. <laughs> um, I don't pretend I didn't hear Addie? that. <laughs> Who wants their child to look up to Addie? I don't know. Why would you want your child to play with a homeless doll? I it's don't know. just messed up. We're talking about messed up. How did you feel about Chicago not winning the Olympics? I am excited. That's what Chicago <laughs> gets for acting like it was all that in a bag of dip. I'm sorry. We deserve to lose. And not only did we lose, we got eliminated in the, in the first yeah, round. In the first round. The first. Was, they shut that down. Yeah. They were just like, Chicago, no. Get out. But I feel like the Olympic bid committee was completely disorganized. Completely just in last minute. Okay, so we've been planning this for three years. Yeah. Why is Oprah Winfrey just now jumping on the bandwagon? 
I don't know. Why Publicity? is Barack Obama and Michelle Obama just now jumping on the bandwagon? Because they just got elected. But they could have been nine. Um, I know, but because they got elected, it's a publicity stunt in a way. I don't know. It's all about votes. It was it's all really about publicity. The idea was really stupid. I don't think it would have worked. Um, I think that the voting members determined very early that it wasn't going to work. So I'm there glad. Was, um, I was watching the news and there was a guy who actually was pretty optimistic. And he said, you know what? I'm upset that Chicago didn't win. But to look at it on a positive side... America is not the end of the world. There are more places out there. And the right. fact that we didn't win and another country did, hey, we got a reason to know more about other countries. Right. And I thought that was a really smart answer. Like, it is really not the end of the world. This country is just not it. So maybe it's time for, like, another country to take up position and, like, you know, get a little more um, notice and glorification. That's amazing. But what <laughs> I... What I That's found, amazing, <laughs> what I found really hilarious was the fact that uh, people were crying about it. I know it was like, insane. People were like, oh God, no! <laughs> My dreams of Chicago you know what I saw you cry about uh, the Kanye West and Lady Gaga tour that got canceled. I heard you cried about it. Yeah, because I really wanted to be with Lady Gaga, and that was gonna be as close as I was gonna get. I'm sorry, but now she's not even gonna. I don't know what happened. I, I think Lady Gaga is disgusted with Kanye West. Listen, everyone is at this point. <laughs> and Kanye decided that he needed to take. I mean, time her off. president feels that he's a jerk. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly, Lady Gaga is really not off the boat here. Not off the boat. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, did you hear about the Letterman confession? Oh my God, that was funny as hell. But I would like for you to. Tell me more about it, because I cracked up, but yes, let our audience know. So, allegedly, well, not allegedly, it actually <laughs> did happen. David Letterman, uh, uh, one night last week, <laughs> told the audience some story about how he was getting blackmailed. And he was going through the story, like, you know, there was some secret that was going to uh, be coming out in a manuscript, in a book. And the audience was laughing, 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 laughing. And then at the end of the story... He tells everyone what the secret was, which was the fact that he slept Slept with female employees at the studio. (laughs) What shocked me was the fact that there was an S at the end of that word, employees. What shocked me was there were women who were ready to sleep with him. (laughs) I'm sorry. Clearly, there are women here laughing, so. (laughs) (laughs) David Lineman. Would anybody in our audience sleep with David Lineman? No. Everyone's yeah. saying no. Brittany no. says no. Lauren says no. No. Bo, okay. No, no. Nobody no, wants no. to sleep with David Letterman. Why would you? I mean, all right, fine. He's got power or a little. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But fame. T- TMZ believes that Robert Halderman and Radio Online thinks it's the CBS producer that was trying to blackmail him, but he got arrested. But Letterman did confess to having sex. Yeah. It's not like he just said that as a joke he did say that yes i did have sex with my employees and so. he was acting like he didn't even care uh, it but was yeah, just funny the interview was funny if you haven't seen it watch it it's ridiculous watch it watch. oh but more tragic news like yeah. devastating tragic news <gasps> candy burris from uh, atlanta housewives uh real housewives of atlanta her why do you even know who she is because I love the show, okay. and she's a famous R&B singer, and I'm a red-blooded American. All right, so what Booyah. happened to her? 
America, America, America. India, India, India. Wait, no, I'm, you're on I'm American I'm kidding. Soul. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm all for America. That's why I'm here, right? Okay, great. Just know, <laughs> just know where you are. Right. Uh, anyway, geez. back back to the news. Sasquatch. Back to the news. Candy Burris, uh, her ex-husband, excuse me, her ex-fiance, uh, was beaten to death. I heard about that. I feel awful. I wait. You know what I feel awful is for her, not for him. You know, you want to tell, right, you want to tell everybody what happened to him and how he got beaten up and where? I don't know if I want to announce this to the world, but he got beaten to death at a strip club yes, parking lot. Not even yes. inside the strip club, but in not the parking lot. Not even by lot. like strippers like or like. Not, it's not like himself, it was like, like a cool death. It was like yeah. you know, it would be interesting. He was like on stage with the girl on the pole, and then someone was like, oh. You know, like, and he you know, died he on the pole. Himself, but no, like, that's not, crazy that's not what happened. Act, no, like, you know, no. some guy was like, hey, man, boom. And he, like, died in yeah. the parking lot. So, damn. I feel sorry for her. <laughs> you can't laugh. <laughs> this is why we don't do sad stories. On a happier story. <laughs> All right, on a happier story. Um, let's talk about the Fashion Folk of Chicago 2009. Well, you know more about that than I do. All right. It's going to be held October 22nd to 25th. And um, there are plenty of um, runway shows. There are free industry seminars. There's going to be shopping. There's going to be um, random meeting designers, conferences. And there'll be tons and tons of established and new designers. Um, and yeah, and they're going to all showcase what they're up to, their um, talents. And you can go watch the shows and see what Chicago's up to. Yeah, so make sure you check out uh, ChicagoFashionResource.com for more information. Um, but... This is really our our fashion week, you know. Yeah, it's and not, it's it's not as big as New York, not as close as to being as important as LA, but but there are some really good designers out there who are showcasing their stuff. So. Not only is it established designers, it's new it's, and upcoming yes, designers like Neha, um, who's in training right now. She I'm is in training, not releasing, not, but yes, I'm not going to be showcasing this but year. You're but interning with a top. Chicago designer. I am, and she will be showcasing in the fashion focus. Yes, we'll have to like interview her or something like that. Yes. But for those of you who are hungry for your fashion fix, it's October 22nd through 25th. And again, make sure you check out ChicagoFashionResource.com. Go shop. Save some money. Go shop. Sell the good stuff. All right, we're going to take a brief break here because we need it. Yes, I'm a little parched. But uh, stay here. Uh, coming up, we do have... A Some special, special, special guest with us. Her name is Katrina Papadatos, if I said that right. And the music you're listening to in she the says background. No. Oh no. I Let's said it wrong. Let's just say Katrina. Katrina. And in the Katrina. background, we're listening to uh, DJ Super Toy. Super Toy. All right. There's nobody dances here.
All right, we're back. You're listening to Nobody Dances Here. Yes, and DJ Super Toy is in the background spinning his records. Yes, and making we us have, dance. We have the hot and sexy DJ. I'm saying DJ. Uh, <laughs> yes, Katerina. Katerina. Ooh. <laughs> Funny story. So during our break, uh, Neha says to Katerina, oh my God, you have like this really sexy, seductive name. And she says back, thanks, I was named after my grandmother. So, oops, oops. oops. party foul. <laughs> anyway. Hey, her name is sexy. I'm okay, sorry. stop hitting on people. I'm God. not. It's I'm not, not into women. Is, uh, okay, I love you too. All right, so. <laughs> Chicago yes. has a new area code. What is it? 872. Jeez. What happened to 312? Oh, well, we still have 312, but <gasps> we have a lot of people living in Chicago because it is the Pops McGee. Yes. And uh, this starts November 7th. So this will affect landlines and cell phones. So yes. this is Chicago zones 1, 2, 5, and 11. I don't know what the hell that means. And all callers in the 312773 area codes will have to dial 1 plus the area code first before making their calls so people you know how to get to us now on the radio show right it's 312 exactly, but that's what I'm telling you. okay why 872 that's not sexy i don't know i didn't do it that was probably the only three digits that weren't taken up by any country by any state in this country i'm not sure but okay. huh. um i about- got hoes I got hoes. I'm just testing it out. In different area codes. 872. I don't like it. CDA, worst transportation in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You just kind me. But I yeah. <laughs> CTA has the worst transportation in the world, according to uh, a newspaper that we're not going to announce because I hate them. Um, what is this public transportation like in India? Um, It's. It depends. Every city to city. Bombay is really good, but Delhi is coming up not so good, and the rest of the country uh, sucks. So I don't think CTA is the worst in the world because I, I can vouch for cities back home, which fucking suck. Oh, wow. Well, I know that the, the Paris bus stops have LCD displays announcing bus information. Yeah. But in Chicago, we have what's called the CTA bus tracker, which is online. But then a lot of people can't get through it because you have to get through it on your cell phone. Right. You have to have internet on your yeah. phone. And you have to have the application. You have to have a smartphone in order to download the application. And so it's not really accessible. Yeah. I don't really get it. Like, Kenyatta's tried to show it to me. I'm just like, I don't understand the I philosophy. actually just figured it out last month. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that existed. So. But it's, it's supposed to tell you, like, how many minutes. Yeah. The bus is coming, and then sometimes it lies, so you're standing in front of the Rock and Roll McDonald's for longer than you'd like. Why were you in front of the Rock and Roll McDonald's? Is the first question. But uh, if I want to get my snack on, I can get my snack on. <laughs> talking about lying, um, did you know a teen lied because I mean he lied to say that he was a cop, and then he ended up going to jail for it. He went to juvenile jail, yeah. which is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but still, like he got arrested, and I think it was ridiculous. Like Judge Andrew Berman ordered a 15-year-old boy to juvenile jail who imp- impersonated a Chicago police officer earlier this year, um, whose name is not to be released because he's a minor. Yeah. And he was dressed in a police uniform at the Grand Crossing District Station. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, first of all, why would you do it? It's not Halloween. 
how were they dumb enough to believe the 15 year old was a fellow officer is what I don't get. <laughs> he was, no, he was partnered with another officer for five hours before anybody knew he wasn't real. And then he, he was, was 15. He was again. 15. Yes. And then he, he was, was also arrested for posing as a car buyer and drove away with a Southside car in a luxury car lot. Yes. And then he was pursued by police. It was a police chase. The funny thing is, how can people fall for it? He's 15. He's 15. Oh, I don't know. Baffled me. He was sentenced to three months in youth custody. Yeah, I'm not sure what to (laughs) say. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, another uh, disturbing news. Um, LAZ parking enforcement was pulled off duty in spring, and now it's now back in action. This means that for all of you who are paying for your parking meters, you didn't have to do that because there was nobody checking. Yeah. Does that upset you people? Yes. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, what? Everyone's like, yeah. what? What, what, what? What do you mean I have to put in I, 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 yes, my last Yes, you did not have to put in the money because nobody was checking you. Right. But you said earlier something about yes. India outsourcing. Yes. Um. So what they're doing is I... It's not a hundred percent. It is sort of a guarantee, but um, what they're doing now is that they're outsourcing. Since this country loves outsourcing, they're outsourcing some of their manual labor work to India, where they're going to um, do uh, high-end technology work in such a way that they're going to have cameras, and you don't have to put in money and all the sort of crap that you usually do for parking meters. Right. Uh, the parking me- there's going to be a camera. It's going to directly click a photograph uh, every single time your meter runs out and you're out of your time zone, it's going to click a photograph, it's going to email it to your home, and you're going to be fine for it. That's spooky. Yeah, I know. And um, it's being outsourced, so that's how I heard about it. Man. (laughs) So you're probably going to have to be careful about the parking meters from now on. Well, I don't drive. Well, good for you, then. And I dare them to, like, try to put a boot on my 10-speed. I don't think anybody can. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to Nobody Dances here. That's your co- that's and your host, Quentin, and I'm your co-host, Neha. Right. And you can join us in discussion at any point. The phone number is 312-345-3805. Uh, the topic is reality shows versus reality, which we'll be talking about very shortly. Uh, also, I uh, just want to let you guys know that you are listening to DJ Supertoy. We'll be interviewing him towards the end of the show. But don't leave yet because we have the lovely, lovely Karina Papadatos. And you can get to us at nobodydanceshere.com or tweet us. All right. So. Sit tight, sit tight, sit tight.
We are back. We are back. We're back. We're back. And you're listening to Nobody Dances here with uh, Neha and Quentin. Yes. And joining us here on this lovely show is the lovely Katarina Papadakos. Can't hear you, Katarina. You gotta scream in. Hello. Hey. hey. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'm on. But yeah. So Katarina or Kat as she has given me the privilege to say, is a costume designer and performer in Chicago. Uh, she performed actually last night in a show entitled I Cubed. No, the name of the show is Catfish in the Murder Box and it was performed at I Cubed. Absolutely, yeah. Right. How did that go? Um, well, it was definitely an adventure. We, um, I had been working on the show for about a month now and I workshopped it with another performer. Um, and 
the show, actually, I decided at one point I wanted it to be very operatic, very big, um, and I wanted it to end with me pulling live crabs out of her stomach. What? <laughs> yeah. So wait, what? <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, what? Hold on, no, hold on. no, hold on. I was hold busy the phone. enjoying the music the and listening phone. to you, and then suddenly you went like, it, "It's a what? well, listen, it's a dance, it's a dance piece, and it ends, and it ends very dramatically, where she ends up covered in blood, and I carry her over to a table, and I pull her shirt open, and I worked the illusion such that I was pulling live blue crabs. What? out of her chest so that's what it looks like yeah it's pretty crazy um you can live stream it at iCubed Hypermedia they're really fantastic oh uh, my god it's yeah it's like a live art um crazy piece it was fun (laughs) oh that is crazy that is (laughs) man that's amazing where do you where do you get ideas like that um it they just came to me um from who from uh, well, I don't have voices in my head, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> multiple um, personalities no. living in your head. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to hear, basically. I know. Well, yes, I'm crazy. No. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I really work, m- most of my work it works very much from visuals. I, I get an image in my head, and I want to recreate it. Um, and most of my work is uh, image-based. So I saw the crabs one day, and I said, um, you know, I saw them at a market, and they were like crawling around, and they really freaked me out. And so I decided I really wanted to um, work with them. And by the way, I'm terrified of them. I realized that the first time that I tried to use them, <laughs> that wow. I'm scared so shitless of them. <laughs> how did you start? into performance art like how did you start acting um well i started acting at a really young age um i've kind of always been putting on shows and performances and uh i started doing it professionally years ago and um it's been it's been an adventure because i it's i sort of found my foray into live art through that and uh live art is just really interesting you know it's like a marriage of performance and um visual you know kind of Wow, so how did you get trained to do what you're doing right now? Like, what have been your experiences in Chicago? Well, um, I went to Chicago College of Performing Arts, um, the Theater Conservatory, and I studied under Ted Hurl and Kastutis Nakas, who's a really, like, famous performance artist uh, from New York. There was a huge performance art movement in the 80s um, that, you know, he came from that school with Ann Magnuson and all them, and uh, so I was lucky enough to study with him, and he's pretty... uh, he encouraged me to do any kind of mayhem and chaos I wanted to, and so my work just started getting more and more crazy. And oh my gosh! Yeah, he directed me in a show, and it's just, it was a fantastic man. That's so wonderful. cool. So I'm sure you get this a lot, but you're drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> what is your secret? I know that it's so off topic, but like we're all everybody in the studio is looking at you on like Quentin. <laughs> stop so hitting on her. Um. <laughs> Well, my secret is my mom was a model and my dad was a really hot musician and then they Ooh. had sex and had me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do much. So, wow. That, um, I mean, um, I don't need to explain the facts uh, of life to you, <laughs> do I? <laughs> the birds and the bees. Some people just have it on. So you no. can hit on a lot, I'm assuming. I'm sorry. You get hit on a lot, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, even in like my pajamas, no makeup on, paint all over me. Yeah, like really weird stuff too. Sometimes. What is your What is your worst getting hit on story? Um, the thing that comes to mind the most is I went to a um, 
jewel and I was literally in my pajamas with boots on, you know, Uggs, but, and then the nice little uh, capri, like, sweatpants that don't reach the Uggs, really, really sexy. Um, <laughs> and I had my hair in a ponytail. Yeah, it was really hot. Um, and, um, and I saw this kind of cute guy out of the corner of my eye and he was like tall and blonde and I was like, oh my gosh, you are, I like that guy was cute. And, and then I thought I saw him glance at me and I don't know, I was like, oh, I'm such a hot mess. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to go get what I need. And he followed me down the aisle and he was like, he was like, hey. And I was like, hi. And he was like, so I noticed you. Um, and I thought I would just, <laughs> and so I just thought I'd come over and, you know, say hi. I just wanted to know, you know if you wanted to go out sometime. And I was like, oh wow, that's really nice. And he was like, um, so do you party? And I was like, uh, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. Right. And I was like, I was like, um, sure, I go out with my friends, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, no, do you like, do crack? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> myself and then I realized what I had thought was wrong with him was indeed what I thought he had the all the marks of a crackhead (laughs) (laughs) he was a handsome man that had faded at one point (laughs) and I was like something's wrong here and then as soon as he said that I was like oh (laughs) I see so that was the worst is somebody invited me to do crack with them Deep party. <laughs> Deep party. Let's do crack. Oh, you know, my God. That's probably my least favorite. Well, it's, it's funny. Anyways. <laughs> that oh, could actually God. be a performance art piece for you right there. I guess it could. Yeah, definitely. Right. So well, so you've told us about your performance art and <laughs> how you um, enjoy acting. Tell me something more about designing. Um, well, I started designing with my design partner, Heather Ho, at a really young age. She and I met and we just started sewing things together when we were 12. Like, we just were like, let's build this, let's build that. And soon we were building like tutus out of metal and giant, crazy, like sculptural like pieces um, that were costumes. And um, it was, you know, we just, that's how it really started. And we just started experimenting. Um, I started getting work. Um, at a certain point and for some reason people just want to keep hiring me and I don't know why so I'm just going to say thank you and, and go on with I that. I would hire you. Because <laughs> you're good. I only hire good looking people. <laughs> and I fire the idiots. Are you hinting at someone? No. <laughs> oh, Quentin. <laughs> just hope they're not listening to the show. Anyway, back but, yeah. to Kat. <laughs> so, uh... How do you feel about... Okay, so our, today our topic is reality shows. So you know how difficult it is or how intense it is to be in a room, focus on getting your designs done, getting your garments made. So how does it feel to watch something like Project Runway or you see people doing something similar but it's so glamorized and edited and a storyline must develop out of that? Well, um, I think I enjoy Project Runway. I'll just say that. Um, it's so superior to the fashion show which was just that terrible knockoff it was like a it was like a designer knockoff of project runway but um i think that uh that it makes it look unrealistic and i think that people like for example a lot of the people that get cut from the show they're at, they have really highly highly unreasonable expectations overall i would say because they're asking that you to make a dress out of garbage bags in 12 hours and have it look perfect like 
some people just don't work fast. Some people work differently. Process, could the creative process is all totally different kinds that. of things. And you don't have to, what I, I absolutely agree to you because everyone so far has said, oh no, Project Runway is awesome, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you have to let creativity sink in and you can't force it. It has to come to you. You absolutely. cannot give it a deadline. Absolutely. And I like the way you think because it sort of is so essential to just letting your designs flow through you and not forcing them. It's true. I mean, I, I just uh, finished uh, designing, redesigning costumes for Fantasy, which is the show debuting at the Shed Aquarium on October 16th. Mm. And I was under a huge, ma gigantic time constraint. And I don't know that I, I mean, I was lucky that I was clear on what I wanted to do, but if I wasn't, I think I would have been totally screwed. There's, I mean, I think that you really need time to have the creative process sink in and to do what you need to do. So what I really want to do is talk about fantasy, which is spelled S-E-A at the end for Yeah, C. did you see the reviews for it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, Chris Jones reviewed it in the Trib, and he really liked it. He's a tough cookie. Yeah, he is a tough cookie. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I, I've like, yeah. met him. He's, you have? I've never met I've him. What met is he like? Him. He's such... I don't want to say anything. He like? no, he's, he's, he, he, uh, <laughs> go on. Something nice. <laughs> he is a very accomplished man. Yeah. Okay. And he knows that about himself. So he knows, he's good and he knows it. Right. And he makes sure that the grad students that he talks to knows that as well. We took a tour of the Tribune. We stopped by his cubicle. Mm -hmm. Yes, he has a cubicle. And oh really? Yeah. I have an office. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our teacher's like, oh, you know, this is you know my coworker, so and so, blah blah blah, da 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 da, and do. And then we had to stand there for like ten minutes, and he talked about theater and his take on theater and all this other stuff. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that we were gonna get your entire biography, but thank you. I know that I don't want to write reviews anymore, so thanks. So you sort of got put down by him? I didn't get put what? down by him. Oh. I don't well, know. You, what? I'm lost. It's just really hard to listen to someone that you just, like, you just meet oh, someone okay. and they talk about themselves. Which right. You know, and there was like nine people there and we're just all like, okay, it's not a group discussion. It's a lecture. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. so. Well, but to get a compliment for him is a big deal. That's the bottom line. It was, it's, yeah, it was definitely nice. We were very flattered and very grateful that uh, so much press came. And I mean, you know, well, it is kind of a giant multi-million dollar show. I guess, I mean, you know, people will come. I mean, right. it's the biggest, uh, it's the biggest thing in Chicago. And the crazy thing about it, or it, the crazy thing about it is, I, there are performers coming down from the ceiling. There are things flying. It has the largest motorized scrim in the world. Like, oh my! It's intense. It's so intense. It's just, I mean, there are dolphins going everywhere. Now, how did you get that gig? It was kind of random. Um, one of my friends uh, worked uh, there and suggested me because they didn't hire anybody to manage the costumes. I don't think they thought about it. Um, and um, well, I mean, they've never done a theatrical piece before, to right. be told, you know. And then they were like, they were like, oh, this is what we require now. So they, you know, they brought me in for a couple of days, and I just started started trying to fix what had been designed already because they weren't. Um, 
great for their purposes. Right. They weren't as functional as they should be. Um, which I don't think you can really guess that because nothing like this has ever been done before. You have costumes that are getting that are wet 24/7 and right. covered in salt water, and it's like this literally hasn't been done before. The closest thing is O in um, the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, the Cirque yeah. du Soleil show, but they go into chlorine, and it's not 55 degrees salt water. Right. <laughs> like it's totally lunatic. Like what what we're you know trying to keep track of. But then they saw my portfolio and they were like, hey, come. You know, let's do this. And then they had me redesign some of the work to make it more attractive and, you know, work better. So it's definitely been a really amazing experience. They're fantastic people. That's cool. So uh, I want to talk about actually setting up a portfolio because we have a lot of people that listen to the show to get pointers and tips. So what do you think are like the key uh, features of anyone's portfolio? Well, um, I would say, and first of all, photograph every single freaking thing you do. Like, photograph everything. Photograph every, even if you think it's crap, photograph it. You'll need it. Um, and then I would say, um, in terms of organization, put what, for me personally, I don't, I just put what I find the most visually interesting first. And I'll, and I'll reorganize my portfolio around depending on what job I'm dealing with because maybe they need to see something really, really, really tailored. So maybe that's the first thing they need to see. I don't really go in chronological order or anything like that or fuss with that. Right. And then as I, and then as my, as my designs become more sophisticated and um, more expensive and this kind of thing, um, I, I ditch the ones that look cheaper, you know, <laughs> like it's right. really, it's really kind of a, pra I mean, for me, it's practicality and I, it's all about shock value. And I think that's kind of what's made my work sell more. Oh, cool. How, so how is it different? Um, how is costume designing different from designing anything related to like other fashion streams? Um, I would say you, are con you are constrained by the needs of the show. Um, you, when you're costume designing, you're co you're putting yourself in that character's generally shoes entirely, and you're thinking like them because they, in essence, are choosing what they're going to wear, unless it's something really theatrical. But if you're doing like I do a costume for film, I just think like I am the character and would I wear those pants and would I cuff them like that and how would this work um, so really it's not it's it's everything that you're doing is in order to fit the needs of the show and it's to serve the show rather than serve your own like fashion would be more serving your own vision um, so I think that's really the main difference and I have you know I have great respect for fashion designers and I love looking at fashion but I don't think I would care to ever really design for fashion um, because I like the idea of, of of like getting into character, getting into the you know into the world of this thing, and then finding something that brings it to life and adds that extra essence. And I like that constraint yeah. actually. And would you say that costume design, even though all aspects of fashion have elements of storytelling? Costume design really, really depends on telling the story through helping the character tell the story. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that's. I think that unless you're doing something really abstract, like uh, Mary Zimmerman's Metamorphosis, or you know other things like that, unless you're doing something really more abstract, you really just are there to serve the story. Right. Um, you're not there to serve your own needs or your own vision. I mean, you you need to. You need to be innovative, right. but you need to be um, 
within the context the, the actor has to feel like these they belong is right what they're wearing like that's their body that's what they would put out of, take out of their closet i even put stuff like if the characters have purses i put what they would have in their purse i asked them and like they you know like it's very specific down to the last stitch mm-hmm. method acting <laughs> method <laughs> right, stitching because yeah. like even if you have something in a bag or something that the audience will never see just mm-hmm. you knowing that that's in the bag is going to help you get into character more absolutely and then also a lot of people don't stop to think about things like color and texture like all that stuff helps shape the character absolutely you work like for example um if you're if you're, you have to work with the lighting designer because what reads as blue to you can be a disaster right. <laughs> under different lights, you know, <laughs> just a disaster. I've, I've had many friends, you know, that are professional designers that they were like, so I finished my costume stuff, you know, like the basic, you know, structure and I have them on the bodies and I just saw them under the lights and I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate everything now, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so amazing how much you have to work with other people. Like mm. you really have to work with other people because it has to be harmonious, like as much as it can be. What would you say has been your best costume piece of all time? <laughs> I can tell you my favorite. I think um, I I would have to say I made uh, I I helped a friend do this Abby Hoffman piece, and I um, took a I took a photograph of him in the. Um, American flag shirt that's really famous, the photograph of Abby Hoffman. Um, And then there's another famous photograph of him with the word fuck on his forehead because he didn't want to be photographed. And at the time, you you know, like, and even now, you couldn't put that in the newspaper. Um, So I made this um, ball gown out of five American flags stitched together and it was tucked and it had giant pin tucks and a six foot train. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a lunatic piece of, of, of material but it's like a perfectly fitted stunning ball gown and there's it's made out of filthy American flags that I found oh. and it has um, the and it has the word fuck spray painted across the front and it was it was in, uh, entirely to serve the you know the <laughs> the story that she wanted she told me kind of what she wanted oh cool so I gave her just a really really big crazy lunatic dress and people were talking I mean it was also beautiful too like right. Um, it was like a beautiful ball gown, you know, people were, women were gasping, like if it wasn't made out of dirty American flags, people probably would have wanted to wear it. (laughs) So, you said you're a performance artist and you're a costume designer. Have you ever um, costume designed something for yourself and then worn it for a performance piece? Absolutely. I'm so controlling with my own work. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I did last night. I had a giant I had these giant shredded bandaged ballerina tutus and this huge neck piece that I actually you couldn't see my head at all from one side you couldn't Um, see your head at all from one side it was this huge like neck brace that went into taffeta like just taffeta shooting out of it like and tulle it was really yeah they were gigantic pieces and I had a um, the cape was about 
12 yards all the way around. I had a 12 yard lace cape. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the space was gigantic. Yeah, it was. A, no, it was, I deal with fabric. I know what 12 yards is. That's crazy. I know. I know. And the, and the cool part was I made it so that it went underneath the top of the cape so I could, I so at some point I just, I could just release it and it would flow down to the floor and there was still a cape attached. There was still a smaller cape attached and wow. it looked like all one piece initially. It was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. You just have a ball when you make these costumes, don't you? I do. And I made those costumes. I mean, you should, my office was absolute mayhem. I had the other actress in there and it was just like a giant, uh, it was just like a giant tool, like shredded glitter. I mean, my, it's, my office still hasn't recovered. There's blood. There's fake blood all over my office. I would be terrified for my boss to go in there. She would think I died. <laughs> or someone died. You can in lay a your pile of on glitter the and tool. She's yeah. like, Kat, are you okay? I'm great. Just I pop know. out. Just pop out with 12 yards of train. Amazing. <laughs> it was good fun. So, wow. <laughs> do you ever wear your costumes in public? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that threw me off. I have no, I don't care what... I don't. I really don't care. Most well, people. If my dad were a sexy rock star and my mom was a supermodel, I wouldn't care either. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. I do, I, my parents let me my whole life dress however I wanted. So if I'm inclined to wear anything I'd like to wear, I just wear it, and I don't really care. Usually people stop me and they're like, "I like that." Oh, cool. I mean, I try not to make it offensive. I just you, know. <laughs> you try. <laughs> you try have not. You, to. Have you ever offended anybody with something you worn? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, really more about the statement, really more about the statement than like it was nakedy or anything. <laughs> so it was a message that was more provocative. Yeah, I guess so. I like, I like expressing myself. That's, uh, I, I could never work anywhere where I, I've been fired every place I had to wear a uniform. Like, <laughs> wow. Because I couldn't like manage to wear the uniform. Like, like would you I try just, to alter it? Yes, I would wow. alter it. And they were like, why does that have a giant collar all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, because it's cuter. <laughs> like, I don't know what your job was, but as soon as you said that, I thought of you in like a Best Buy polo. <laughs> with the collar coming no, I don't think I've, I can't recall ever wearing a polo shirt, but. <laughs> <laughs> I need my computer fix, but I'm going to ask someone else because your collar scares me. <laughs> I don't trust you. You wouldn't know it. You seem too fashionable. I got, I got fired from the Gap for wearing Gap jeans, and it was like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Because I altered them in All right, such a way. Hold on, hold on. I have to turn music off for this. Please tell us how you got fired from the Gap for wearing Gap jeans. Um, it was, and this is the funny part. It was this customize your jeans campaign. This is the best part. I'm serious. <laughs> this is a while ago, quite a while ago, years. years Wait, was this with the Madonna campaign? No, I think it was before. I don't remember, but it was this like cut. You could go in and you could customize your jeans, and you could have a velvet ribbon down the side for an extra forty dollars. You know, some stupid crap like that. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's, it was just horrible. So. I had, so finally they were like, Kat, can you please wear like gap jeans for once? And I was like, they don't fit me. They're hideous. Like they're giant things. You know, I'm sure since they've, you know, made their jeans better. I have no idea. They have but I know, aren't they crap? But <laughs> oh, they stretch out, they stretch out uh, after two fucking washes. I know. They're just they're horrible. Disaster. 
But um, so <laughs> sorry, Gap. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Gap. Um, I'm not sorry, Gap. Better jeans that fit people. I mean, you have gorgeous people that could if they, potentially if they hire better jeans. design. Hey, if they're willing to hire me and pay me well, I'll design better. Good girl. You I want do some that. Neha Kanas. I do too. I want some Neha Kanas. <laughs> yeah. You like me and use Neha Kanas? <laughs> <laughs> you can't afford like these Neha Kanas. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I got in trouble for, um, I carved my initials into the pockets in the back. And they were so cute. Like it said K and P and I just loved it. <laughs> I was so excited about it. People, people were like, those are cute. And, um, and my boss was like, you need to come here. Hold like, on, so was your butt flashing out of them? Oh no, not at all. It was through the pot. It was the pocket so itself. So what was, what was the problem? And then I ran, and then I ran like this crazy fabric behind it. Um, and then I sh- and I shredded the jeans all the way down, and so there was no like kind of naked stuff or anything like that. Right. But they were just like, my boss is like, seriously, you just need to like go. And I was like, good because I don't want to wear your hideous jeans anyways. Because <laughs> it took me three hours to make them cuter. Oh, whoa. damn! You just Kanye the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. But well, I'm quick. I wasn't drunk off my ass when I did that. Right. <laughs> I don't think. No, I definitely not. <laughs> uh, okay. Not drunk. <laughs> did drink, but not drunk. <laughs> um, I still don't get it though. If you made your jeans cuter, why would you be fired? Gap is so. And ridiculous. it was during their customize your jeans campaign to make them you so that's what i did on you she was just hating on you or he was just hating on you she yeah she she always looked unhappy i just assumed that's why (laughs) that's why i quit banana republic everyone just made me depressed and i had to why did you quit banana republic it was horrible everyone like when you meet so i just started there and they were already like promoting me up like i started in stockroom they're like no quinn you belong on the floor (laughs) You can read. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but when you meet people who've been with the company for like 10, 9, 8, 20 years, and they're in the exact same same position, and they complain about not getting a raise since they've started, it makes you think. Yeah, of course. And you have they have low expectations, and so the people, you know have low expectations for themselves for their work you know it's just you're standing there folding clothes or panties or whatever you're folding right. all day long and then like I don't, what I don't like about department stores is they have a, a product it disappears for like a little while and then they bring it back like it never left but they like might change the way they did the buttons or change like the fabric material but it's the same this departmental store. Right. I want to know actually on that note, how did you get started? Um, how I got started in performing or design? Both. Um, <laughs> I'm like curious, sorry. I, well, I made my first Little Mermaid costume at the age of four. So that's how I got started. I just started, I just started dressing myself and I just, and you know, started performing. And um, then I started doing, you know, I guess, I mean, like professionally, if you're talking in terms of that, um, I really all kind of accident. I just built a portfolio and I continued to design the things that I like um, and and then got hired, you know, uh, to do a small job. And then um, that went well. I did Rainy Day People um, with the Laboratory Theater Project last year. And uh, or two years ago, and the it read really well, and the costumes were good. So 
I <laughs> so I moved on from there. Um, and uh, performing, I got an agent straight out of college, and you know, so oh, I was, and I was you, working professionally during school and all that. So. That's cool. You know, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's like. I went to school for theater, graduated or whatever. Yeah. And I had a lot of people that did the same thing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them are having a hard time finding an agent. How do you get an agent? You find somebody that doesn't want to smack you instead. I want to, you know, like the thing is, they just don't. You, they click with you, you click with them, and they want to hire you. Really, like if you're talking in terms of, you need to get an interview first. The first thing you need to do is secure uh, a, an interview, right. and um, in order to do that, you send out your headshot, send out your resume, and send out a cover letter, and have it be very professional. Right. And um, in and then you just keep sending them out and every, you know, six weeks, six months, whatever they require. And um, you'll hear back from somebody and you'll probably go on an, uh, an audition for them. And they'll either put you on camera or they won't, depending on what kind of agency they are. And you just do your best to please them and always have tons of monologues prepared. Um, and songs, whatever, you know, whatever you like, have your full arsenal ready right. to go when you go in there. Because when I went in, I initially performed two monologues, and then all of a sudden I was doing like six and then singing and all kinds of craziness. And then, yeah, and I wasn't, and then reading commercial sides and, and, and film sides, and I wasn't expecting to be doing all that. So, right. but fortunately it worked out. But you just have to be over prepared um, in terms of your own work, really. That really helps. Thank you for sharing. Shedding light onto that, because <laughs> um, I I feel like a lot of people that want to get into performance art or acting, their heart is in the right place. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like their business mindset, it's just all over the place. Like absolutely, that's a disaster. You cannot you you cannot just be an artist unless you have somebody to manage yourself. Right. Instead, of, unless you are you have to be business savvy or you have to hire somebody who is. Right. That's it. Right. Because a lot of people are just doing all these messy things and are like, wait, you may want to stop doing that before you develop a reputation for being a professional, but... It's true. And serious artists, stop working for free. Unless... Oh, unless uh, stop working for free because people there. will keep... Not getting stop working for free. Stop working for free. Stop working that for free. That means I stop working all my jobs. You're at an internship that you're getting credit for, though. That's different. Not doing credit for it. Unless it's your passion project, don't work for free because people will feel like they don't have to pay you then. Right. You're and worth uh, it. Right. And you will get into the habit of having that awkward conversation where someone's like, okay, so how much do I pay you? And then you're like, um, well, what do you want to pay me? They would originally offer you a lot of money, but because they know that you don't know what you're doing, they can offer you $2 total. It's possible. I've seen it happen. Yeah. If they are, if they even say how much do you want me to pay you, right? I mean, so often, <laughs> Chicago is full of fringe theater, and they can't afford it, or they don't want to shell out the money for that. They'll shell out the money for this set or that piece or this thing, but they won't do it for their talent, right? Which makes the show happen, right? Like that's how the Oprah thing was done. They somehow got professional dancers to do it entirely free, with the promise that they would be on national TV, but nobody knew that they were nobody at the rehearsals knew that it was going to be all of Chicago on Michigan Avenue and they would be spread out amongst them. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I received an email about that and I was like, 
I did too, but then everyone was like, no, no, Quentin, this is different. This is different. So I went to investigate, but I was like, no, I knew this was going to happen. But I can't be mad about it, so. Yep. And if we did get the Olympics, so much of that stuff would have been free labor. Like it would have had to been. Yeah. They were banking on it. I'm glad we didn't, I have to say. <sighs> High five on that. Yeah, it's not because I think that I think that we don't deserve it or anything like that. It's just so deeply expensive. And uh, coming from um, coming from I'm my family is from Athens. We're Greek. Uh, the Athens is a disaster still. Not I mean not a disaster, but they're going to be paying for the Olympics for the next 20 years. Taxes are horrible because of the Olympics, you know. And they're you know really thrilled to host it, and it's a privilege and an honor to host it. But it really is a crazy financial burden that you're looking at that I don't think the city can afford right now because I don't know about you, but my taxes are pretty high. And it's the highest I in the country. Have, and I have a lot of parking tickets for just obscenely small things. I mean, you know. Right. It just, it's, you know, ridiculous. ridiculous. Taxes on everything. I mean, you know. Sales tax went up recently. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Definitely. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm just lost on that. There's just so much more going on. The financial situation is so messed up that I'm just gonna say I'm glad whatever happens happens for a reason. So I'm glad we're not karma. Yeah. Isn't that what your people say? Yeah, it is. Karma. It's karma. Karma. You give us what you get. All comes around. <laughs> I think it's such a sound thing. I try and kind of like live by that. If ever I'm like, ooh, that girl that person how can they really how do they mess up my day like that I'm like no you know just better to not mess up my shit by <laughs> trying to mess up their words to live by well <laughs> <Yeah>, clearly <laughs> Kat thank you so much for coming on the show pleasure. thank you we love you oh absolutely it was my pleasure thank you for having check me check out your stuff absolutely uh, for more information about our friend Cat Papa Dottos. It's one of those days. Cat. Cat Papa Dottos. Cat Papa Dottos. Uh, we're going to hit you out with some links on our blog at www.nobodydancehere.com. More importantly, do you have any shows coming up? Um, well, Fantasy debuts October 16th, okay. and um, the first Friday of next month, I will be performing. Um, Catfish in the Murder Box again and um, I will also be doing a bluegrass crazy um, band piece called the Cur like uh, like performance piece called The Curse of Millhaven it's by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds it's a really amazing story song it's very funny it's about this little girl serial killer it's good fun <laughs> <laughs> little girl serial killer you had fun oh wow well thank you <laughs> check thank her you out. so much for being here and my pleasure yeah. we're gonna take another quick break we want you to check out DJ Super Toy because he is throwing down on those turntables slash laptop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so check his music out and we'll be back. Some, some, some niggas got jobs, but I got 16. In 2008, I pushed them rhymes about the trunk. Because if you don't plug shit up, your shit's gonna get leaked. And and bass up the track a little bit, cause I, I'm here. I wanna hear that boops, boops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know the business. Common sense. So with the daylight. 
get all them playoffs. We the rhyme sayers. Huh. Yeah, that's the business. Ha. Go do it like this. In the hot. I speak the mind of God theories, no need to be high Always exhale the facts cause I don't inhale a lot Play the greater man's game to bounce off my losses So I could earn the acres, the houses, the horses Of course it's much greater than your Benz or your Lex The engine to my comprehension is just too complex Much too complex, effects be live like DOS Making moves down south to avoid the chaos I never flaunt the coin cause dime getters be gazing They call me Luther Van, they say my style is so amazing I'm phasing those who supposed to have the last chapter Cause even when I'm gone, I'm reappearing in the after I have to send respects to real money makers Do not connect us with those champagne sipping money fakers Taste the quarter pound with spice from Chi-Town Now what that prove? You're so full, you can't even move Cause I'm the D to the O, the V to the E And can another brother cook these delicacies? Well, I'm the P-L-U, the G to the one Walk around the planet Earth making money, having fun And I'm the C to the O, double M-O-N I sit and think with a drink about how I'm gonna win I'm the C to the O, double M-O-N I sit and think with a drink Do you wanna be an MC? Or do you wanna serve? Do you wanna be dope? Or do you wanna deal it? Fabricated acrylic, I feel it. I'm the style molester. I do a show, get extra peas like the lost professor. In fact, I get my hoes in Tessa. Peep game like a refer. Re and so controller my tester. Me in the bester. Three out of five. With anybody ass in NBA live rappers. Take a dive like Red Blue Gainers with his. I'd rather be in Bayface Alley than at the click with Gators. Not a hater of the players. I'm more like a coach or an owner. I used to love her, but now I bone her. At one point in rhyme, I thought I lost my erection. But then I got it back with the resurrection. Blessings upon Ron's old man who called him a traitor. Vic Constadamus, nigga, styles I predict. I'm the C to the O double M O N. I sit and think with a drink about how I'm going to win. And I'm the D to the O, the V to the E. Yeah. And can't no other brother cook these delicacies. Well, I'm the P L. G to the one, walk around the planet Earth making money, having fun. Walk around the planet Earth making money, having fun. Walk around the planet Earth making money, having fun. Still small. Sexified every day, you gotta love it. Let's get right to it. In my trap steps the good fellas Live on screen Now you protect the black queen Taking my time From the black on black crime Cause the night mega hits Victoria runs out of secrets Doing trials and latex Lifestyles boo I make you call my name And ask who it belongs to Brand new CL and Carmel Living well And never cease to flip The hottest dime piece Now the legend increase Into a great truly mecca made So in every escapade There's a panty raid You know the rules Slipping off them mules Then we can settle With the woman That can take me to that next level lay down the guns and make sons we can teach from the horseback rides and the walks on the beach and if you got pretty feet i won't cheat i'm in the strictly black girls when i rock at y'all the different worlds Correct. 
respect Skirt chasing hits Taking love to diggable planets Be wise and recognize I'd rather show than tell Who got the clap and stop faking me all out Ease your troubles Place your body in the bubbles Down pieces fit around the cutie she run with Embrace the mood thinking totally nude With no limits going through every position within five minutes Now how we did it got a lot of honeys with it Love is urban outfitted showing nothing but the belly button Many parlay and peel off lingerie So when they come pick the one you can learn from So feel a beat and three feet like Jordan got wings Cause I'm doing them things Listen Every woman got a love hot with all that sex appeal for real. Can I hit that? A woman in your triple. All right, we're back. This is Nobody Dances here. I'm your host, Quentin, and joining me is Neha, who just got back Hello. from the bathroom. What did you do in the bathroom, Neha? Uh, excuse me? Yeah, you heard me. What did you do? Uh, were there fun things in the bathroom? I'm I just want to keep this show real. This is I'm reality, people. And today's topic is reality versus reality TV. I refuse to discuss what I did in the bathroom. Okay, so let's move that's on. That's great. Please. I was trying to move on. So, reality TV. Do you watch it, Neha? Um, a little. A little. Not a lot, but yes, a little. Um, I watch a couple of cooking shows. What about you? Um, I love Project Runway for some reason, okay. even though I kind of dislike it. And I also like to watch uh, Housewives of Atlanta. I've never seen that show. I'm sorry. It's so good. Um, I love Top Chef, though. And I love Ram- Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Hell's Kitchen. So you like food. Love it. Love it. Yes. Look food. All right. So why are we talking about this today? Because as a radio show about art, it... It's important that we discuss how reality TV can impair the art community because people often get misconceptions on what it's really like to participate in certain aspects of art. So you're watching something like Project One Way and you think, oh, they made a garment in like a day. I could do that. That's easy. Let me judge them because that garment was horrible. I could do so much better. But, you know, the mess up with all this is that people are thinking like that. Right. And... like, it's sort of horrible, but after Project Runway got out, everybody wanted to get into fashion because they just thought everybody could do it and anybody could do it. And everybody thought they were a fashion critic. Like, listen to Joe Schmo be like, I didn't like Sally's dress. Like, their drape just didn't work. Like, do you even know what a drape is? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, people don't get that, but... Um, Reality TV makes the arts look cheap and easy. It's it's true. So, and it's sort of like a good... Um, it's a good way to look at people and judge them and laugh at them. Right. Instead of uh, critiquing yourself, it's easier to critique people. Right. And then uh, I've also noticed that the people that win the reality shows, they really, very few of them actually become superstars. Like American Idol, for example, Kelly Clarkson, of course, is the reigning queen as crossover from reality TV star right. to pop singer. But Ruben Stutter, where are you? Wasn't he the first guy that won? Second or third. All right. Yeah. Like, every time there's a winner, they disappear. And 
we don't know what's going on with that. I'm sorry, uh, and I re- I know I realize I've not been talking, but that's only because um, our beautiful intern Natalie and the producer are continuously doing the macarena, or what was it called? From the it 90s. doesn't matter because you can easily ignore that to do the show. So. <laughs> Okay, um, but yeah, it totally does distort people's image of what art is, what's working, and what it is like to work as an artist and to be productive. So I completely agree with what you're saying. And um, why do you hate and love Project Runway? Oh, is that I like it because it's entertaining to watch, but I hate it because it gives people, common people, inappropriate. Uh, power to comment on stuff that they're not educated to speak about. Okay. Like, I think really to make a fair comment about something, you have to be educated on the subject. I totally agree. And I think that. this goes for like a lot of stuff. Like, if you go to a French restaurant, my, my teacher brought this up the other day. If you go to an elegant French restaurant and you hate the food, but it's the first time you've ever had French cuisine, why is it that? your opinion is so important that you have to tell all these people, oh, I went to this restaurant, it was French food, I hated it, don't ever go there, blah, blah, blah. Like, Yelp is probably one of the worst things that could ever happen to social media. Because you go there, and it's unbalanced with the comments. It's true. You have a lot of, if a person doesn't like something, you have to wonder if they have the education to talk about it. So if you don't, if you've never had cuisine that wasn't American, then I can't trust your opinion about French food. I would rather talk to someone that goes to different types of restaurants that has experience with eating French food to talk about it, you know? I get what you're saying. Is Yeah, it's the same. And it applies to everything in life, actually. It does. Like, keep your mouth shut. Especially with music. Every time an album comes out, I don't like listening to the same music critic talking about different types of music. Like, I really think that... You have to have either you have need to have like a diverse liking of all types of music, or you need to stick to a specific genre. Yeah, and like half knowledge is worse than no knowledge, because when it's no knowledge, you're you're mum about it, you don't know, and you're shut. But when it's half knowledge, you try to show that you know a little, but it's it's not enough. And everybody wants to feel like they're smart, so people want to say like, oh, you know, uh, Britney Spears' album came out and it was horrible, blah blah blah. If you don't like pop music, then you're not going to like Britney Spears. Enough said. I know you love Britney. I'm sorry for you. I really feel sorry for you. I mean, I know know she's trying to do a comeback, but... Shut up. (laughs) You're drunk. So... What? (laughs) I'm drinking coffee. Because you're trying to sober up. Uh, I always drink coffee. (laughs) I drink coffee every single day. Four times a day. <laughs> you're just trying to. It, you're really just trying to like add fuel to like Kenyatta's worked up anger right there. And you know you're doing that. America's Next Dance Crew. What about? Do you it? watch it? No. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't want to. Do you like dancing? Yes. I watch. Um, What's the one with the Cat Dealey? Love that show. Um, shit, I'm sorry. I'm bad with names. Cat Dealey, the British show. <laughs> show. How how does not how does anybody not know what I'm about? So you think you can dance? 
Oh, cool. Yes. I don't like you. that show. Um, okay. Okay. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> no. I'm not saying anything. So I have a question. What is your question? Um, sometimes, you know. Okay, I don't really understand what makes a person, you know, they win, they win the contest, but sometimes they go on to, like, superstardom. Sometimes they just become a nobody. What, what is your take on that? I don't know. I think that there's so much hype on the season finale that when the season finale happens and the winner is announced, the producers or whoever is in charge of promoting decides, okay, they're off. On to the next show. So all this, all that concentration gets targeted towards the next season, and that person's left to fend for themselves. That person doesn't have like the business skills or the right people or, you know, even common stuff like having, knowing how to have a personality when you're doing interviews and stuff like that. The fans are going to catch on, and it just gets really weird really quickly. And then it also depends like the show. Like I know Top Chef has had like several seasons with winners or whatever but like you can't really get famous off of that so that's possibly but is it, it is. is it all to just get famous that's a good point but I don't understand why you would be on TV if it wasn't to be famous you maybe, have maybe the ultimate say. prize maybe it's the golden opportunity to work as a top chef under like the world's best chef I don't know uh, I like how you think. I didn't think about that. Yeah, oh, somebody in our audience has a question. Um, well, I was just wondering what you thought about the um, recent new TV show that's going to be hosted on Bravo. It's kind of like um, uh, Project Runway, but it was art, and they hosted uh, it. Oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, because I didn't, I didn't think it'd be a good show because they're asking for, like, actual artists to compete and make art. Like, is it every show, or what do you think about that? I think that that show is going to be very interesting. Um, I think it's supposed to replace Project Runway because uh, the fashion show didn't do too well. But uh, I found it very interesting because they d actually did auditions or a casting call at the school they were at, at the Art Institute. And it was just very weird seeing all types of people, not only artists, but people who could barely draw. It was everyone from painters, drawers, visual artists, fashion designers. Um, a big, huge mix of anybody and everybody that considers themselves an artist. It wasn't a particular um, type or genre. It was just everyone. But I just, I, I'm afraid that it might cheapen the art world. But on the same note, it's going to make a lot more people interested. And I think that we kind of need more people to be interested in art. So, yeah. Does anybody disagree with me? I mean... Well, everything has its pros and cons. Right. If it's broadening its knowledge to the world, it's also going to have its side effects. So let's wait and watch what happens. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, though, because I love Sarah Jessica Parker. I love her. You don't like Sex in the City, though. You said that earlier. What? When did I say that? I, I made a comment. You were like, I don't like Sex in the City. So I, I stopped talking about that. it. Oh, do you like Sex in the City? Yeah. 
I didn't like the movie, but I do like. I the hated series. the movie. Thank you. I hated. I like. I like Sex in the City as like the episodes, but I didn't like the movie. It was just all about love, and if a woman cannot find love, she's depressed. If she cannot find her man, she's depressed. So I, it was contradicting the entire Sex in the City series of women can be independent and they don't need to get fucked over by men. Oh, that's pretty much what I felt about the movie. Wow. There's there's an audience member who's got a question. No. Oh, oh she's backing away. It's okay. We'll let you think about it. We're gonna take a short break. Um, but you can call us at the studio. We're we're not horrible people. Call us. It's 312-345-3805. You're listening to Nobody Dances Here. And spinning on the ones and twos. I just learned what that means like last week. The ones and twos. Uh, <laughs> DJ Super Toy. Ooh. We're going to interview him even though he told us not to, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, soon. So if we do that keep to the tuned. DJs. Or be tuned, whatever it is. Be, be tuned. Keep tuned. Be tuned. <laughs> there was a movie called Stay Tuned. I know. I think Did that's why. Did you see it? No. It ruined my childhood. All right. We're, <laughs> we're taking a break. That I'm not gonna tell my friends I'll still call you cause I wanna again Don't overthink it, if it helps you should pretend It's been a month and I'm calling you my girlfriend I'm not gonna judge you Cause it's our first date I just wanna love you Like it's your birthday So don't get me wrong babe I'm not that dirty Just wanna show you how I feel Wait this long now Girl, you know I Girl, you know I I'm at Jay-Z Yeah, I'll tell you about it if we have First date sex First date sex All right, we're back. Hello. This is Nobody Dance here. I want to give a shout out to Sunny. Hey, in Sunny. Korea. <laughs> I love you. Quick he's loves here. You. He's from there, but he's here. Where is he? He's in Chicago, but he's from um, Korea. Oh. So, hello, Welcome. Sunny. Welcome, Thank you for friend. listening. Welcome to Nobody Dances Here. Join us at the blog at www.nobodydanceshere.com. 
<laughs> Register. We need numbers, people. We need numbers. All right. So uh, we have the DJ, and we're going to ask him questions that hopefully he won't be too shy to answer. What do you want to ask him? I don't know. I would like to ask him, you know, what inspires him. But more importantly, I want to know why is his name DJ Super Toy? Uh, come on, you know you want to. Come on, do it. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Yeah, it is on. It's on. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Am I good now? Yes, you I want, are. I want are you to hear nervous? myself. No, you're I just sweating want... and you're shaking. No, it's okay. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> no, come on. Exaggerating to these people. We'll have an I intern think, massage you. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. What's going on? Um, Should I get out of the I'm room? I'm actually pretty. I'm actually pretty hilarious. I'm, I mean, I think, but I don't know. <laughs> super just, toy. You know, yeah, super toy. Super toy. It's, it's comes. It comes from um a book actually. It's what like uh yeah it's it's just like a a bear. Okay. It's like a small bear and he's like really like um he's got like a real brain though. It's like he's he's you know. So he knows everything like you know he's like hey what's up guys like he's like a real person. I mean but it's just like a bear. So I thought that was pretty hot. And then it's like this one girl I liked. I told her about it and it was like oh I think that's sexy. So I ran with it. Uh, <laughs> so it's been like that ever uh, since. It's all about know. the women, isn't it? Essentially, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so for those of you uh, just tuning in, uh, DJ Super Tour is with us. He's playing music in the background. Uh, he's been spinning live actually throughout throughout the entire show. He spins at Sonotech Sub T Lounge and Enjoy, which according to Lauren, our intern, has really good cheese curds. Have you had the cheese curds at Enjoy? Nah, I never have. You should try it. They're highly recommended. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so what is it, like, deep fried? Is it deep fried, <laughs> or is it just, like, is it, like... Lauren, are Lauren, they... you're needed on the mic. Yeah, is it... <laughs> what do they do with okay, these things? Okay, what do you do with the cheese curds? Yeah. It's, like, fried cheese. fry it five times. My heart hurts already. <laughs> already, man. My heart is ready for it. But, That's crazy. That's uh, crazy. You're going to have a studio album released this fall called Panther. Please yes, yes. give us the scoop on that. This is the information. The information. Information for creation of the CD. Yeah, well, it's like it's, it's a rap album. I'm rapping, but it's like um, it's like it's like uh, I base it on like a bunch of shit. Though, like, uh, uh man, it's, it's like disco. And uh, then, I love disco. I mean, but it's you know it's real it's real um, emotional, I guess. You know. Can you uh you know since you're you know a rapper, I mean, mm. could you give us a little freestyle? You know, a rap. Oh yeah, a rap, God, you know? uh, I, I need a beat. I, I can't hear the. If I, I can hear a beat, if I can hear a beat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna transfer this to you. Yeah, if All right, I we're gonna give him the headphones. I do something. All right. This is actually the first time we actually had a rapper free. Wait, no, Donnie and season one. We don't even consider season one an actual season. That was our experimental phase. That was our beta. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm on a mission. You ready? Yes, we're ready. Do it. Bust it. Bust it. Uh, Yo, yeah. I'm on a mission. That nigga say it's impossible to make a thick girl skinny jeans droppable. Not stones, but magnums, and I got a pocket full. So <laughs> Sophia and Patron, baby, that's my rocket fuel. Okay, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done. Oh my gosh, Magnum, <laughs> sir. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm living large. I'm living large, man. I'm just saying. Oh I'm God! Saying. I'm living large. I'm living large. <laughs> I walk. I walk with a bop sometimes, you know. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> donkey punch. Oh. Know, right? All right, sorry. Um, yeah, inappropriate. We... Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Not up. okay. Yeah. Oops. Now my audience is judging me. That's All so right. Funny. So, you are a DJ in Chicago. Where right. have you DJed anywhere else in America or the world? South Beach. Uh, oh man, like. Well, it, it like originated like out there, like because I, I lived down there. I lived there like for, for a while, and uh, I just uh, I started it, and it, you know I got better at it, and you know it, it like built from there, and then eventually I moved back up here, and um, you know I'm running with it. Now. Cool. So, what is your take on reality TV shows? Because there have been some tries to have like reality like american idol based like rap oh, yeah. shows or yeah. i think i actually think and uh, i'm not gonna say what my source is but i think they're trying to make a dj reality show haven't yeah. they already there's Was one it? that's coming out oh it's gonna be major oh, oh all right it's a big deal okay, uh, how do you feel about it would you know. and would you participate in it no I would. Why wouldn't you participate? Uh, in as it? far as rap, that's kind of, it's been done, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, that's too difficult. I mean, it's like, it's not pop, you know, and like pop, it's a bit different. I mean, uh, as far as hip hop, though, it, it just won't work to me. Um, the people who like done those, it's like, you know, who have not done anything. It's like, you know, I, I, I won and I'm doing, you know. We're not doing anything, so it just it just won't work. It's, as far as hip hop, it just won't work to me. So how do you feel about Diddy? Um, well, he's getting money. I mean, that's his whole thing. You know, <laughs> he's making he's in, money. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's worked in the industry. He knows what he wants. You know, um, the music business is kind of like um, it's rough right now. You know, but he keeps putting out reality, anything. right? Shows. Exactly. So it's like, like do reality so, have your own clothing line. Yeah, but it's but like you know. His records are not doing as well because the whole it's like the whole industry is kind of like rough right now. So it's like he kind of like balances it out, and you know he's already a big name, so it just works like it's perfect for him. Actually, I'm wearing him actually. Yeah, yeah. the fragrance at least unforgivable. Unforgivable. Thanks, Brittany. That's what's up. That's Best what's birthday up. gift I have ever gotten. Yeah, I, I think I think for him it's perfect though, man. I mean, do you listen to? I don't know what we're talking about, Diddy, but do you listen to Diddy? I like his uh his music, yeah. Do you like Dirty Money? He takes chances, though. You know what? It's weird because I think that it's not bad, but it's just that it's made by him. And it's gimmicky. Yeah. If it was like a white British, like, you know, I, I think people would be into it. If it was like, you know, this, this, this white British guy, you know, he makes his records. I think people would dig it. I mean, but it's him. Like, it's So puffy, what do so you like about disco? Like, why is your album disco weed? Um... It's just... How do you talk about having magnums in your pocket over the disco music? I make it bang. That's the whole thing. It's all about making it bang. Pun intended. I mean the beats. I mean the beats. (laughs) And the headboard. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) No, but um, it's just a good balance, I think, though. Because disco is like... uh, uh, It's really... It's dope music, man. It's just, you know... It's like... The best, I think. You know. So is that what you listen to? On by your, I mean, if you're not playing anywhere, if you're not DJing, if you're not, 
spinning any records. Are, is that what you listen to? Yeah, yeah, All right. Right. And who would you say are your favorite artists? As far as disco? Yes. Or, or just generally? No, just disco. Oh, uh, man. It's like a million of them. Uh, you could name so like, like Just name one. The BGs are, are good. Ooh. I mean, that's just who everybody's into. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, right? What type, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff, man. What type of music do you stuff. usually spend? Um, I mix it up. I mix it up with, with like the house music and the hip hop. Yeah, yeah, because I the house music is real big to me, and nah, I mean it's only right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from here, so it's only right. Yeah. You know? So, Chicago lost the Olympics. How did you feel about that? Uh, hmm. I mean it's cool. I, I mean, cause it, it just would have been a burden. I feel, but. Uh, no, but there would have been a lot of parties, and parties always need a DJ. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, it's it's money, I guess. But who knows what would have happened? I, I don't think it's worth it. I really don't think so. Right. Not for this city, at least. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. everyone's got their views. So yeah. if people want to check you out, how do they do that? Um. Well, let me see. I'm all over the internet, but. Where can we see you on the internet? Other than like your fan pages and uh, how can Super we get in touch with you? How can we contact you? Um, I love this song. <laughs> Nights over Egypt. Exactly. Are see you what I'm saying? kidding? The are Jones girls. Kidding? The Jones girls. No, no, nothing about the Jones. How old are you? I'm o- old enough to party, man. That's, oh, that's he's over you know 21. Yeah. So, well, um, 25 because you yeah. can't rent a zip car unless you're 25. Right. <laughs> What? Now everybody has a car in Chicago. Yeah. So if you really want to party, all right. Back to drive. how do we contact you? <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Super toy at gmail.com. That's always good. But yeah, so um, that's pretty much. And we'll also link you up on our blog, nobodydanceshere.com. But uh, thank you for making an awesome 90 minutes party for us thank yes, you thank, thank you. you i appreciate it i appreciate having you, you here i, I just uh, i appreciate it do you have any upcoming yeah. performances um it, it might be a while a while actually man because i've been doing a lot so you know panther album is what i'm working on at this point and when is that gonna drop um i want the exact date and december time. 30th what time Ooh. though at midnight i guess nice. uh, okay so december 29th exactly all right so all right. it's my birthday Oh, yeah. Good day, I guess. Yep. All right, so be birthday. ready to party. Get in touch with him. Um, he gave it. He gave you your. He yes. gave us our, his email ID. So contact him if you need to throw a party. And if you need him there, it's again. Super toy loves you Ooh. at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, cool. And in case you need to get more updates, contact us at radio at nobodydanceshere.com. Yes. <laughs> You're like a professional. Thank you. All right. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in, downloading the podcast, replying to my crazy posts. Uh, Fashion week is close by. So make sure you pay attention. Get your boots on. Get your boots on. Get your swag on. And again, you're listening to Quentin. Don't forget your magnums. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Super toilet.